You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Good afternoon, everyone. Game one in the books in the West. Game two tonight in Miami, Al Horford. And Marcus Smart uh, should be on the floor, which is huge for the Celts as they try to even up that series at a game apiece. Roy McElroy, currently the leader in the clubhouse at five on the par, a one-stroke lead as the first round of the PGA Championship is still going on in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We have got uh, a lot of things that we're going to talk about today, including the feud with, uh, boy, Nick Saban of Alabama and Jimbo Fisher. Uh, the head coach at AM. And this got very, very nasty uh, indeed. As you know, I mean, the comments by uh, Sabin about the recruiting process of AM, pretty amazing. He said, quote, I'm not about Sabin. He said, quote, I mean, we were second in recruiting last year. AM was first. AM bought every player on their team made a deal for name image likeness. We didn't have we didn't buy one player, all right? But I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it. It's tough. Well, that just irked the hell out of Jimbo Fisher. I mean, he went absolutely irate. I mean, irate. We never bought anybody. No rules are broken. Nothing was done wrong. It's a shame that you've got to sit here and defend 17-year-old kids and families in Texas A&M because we do things right. We're always going to do things right. We're always going to be here. We're doing a heck of a job. He said it's despicable that a reputable head coach can come out and say this when he doesn't get his way. The narcissist in him doesn't allow those things to happen. It's ridiculous when he's not on top. Fisher was not done, though. All right. He said, some people think they're God. Go dig into how God did his deal. You may find out a lot of things you don't want to know. We build him up to be the czar of football. Go dig into his past or anybody's that's ever coached with him. You can find out anything you want to find out, what he does and how he does it. It's despicable. How about that? Wow. I mean, that's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Fisher, in his press conference today, said that Saban had called him last night but was not going to answer. Nope, not going to. We're done. How about that? And then he said, he's the greatest ever, huh? When you've got all the advantages, it's easy. You coach with people like Bobby Bowden and learn how to do things. You coach with other people and learn how not to do things. 
There's a reason, people. I ain't back and work for him. Don't want to be associated with him. You can call me anything you want to call me. You can't call me a cheat. I don't cheat and I don't lie. I learned that when I was a kid. If you did, your old man slapped you upside the head. Maybe somebody should have slapped him. How about that? That game in October in Tuscaloosa, circle that one on your calendar. When A&M goes into Alabama. All right, as I said, PGA Championship uh, with Roy McElroy. He is one shot above Tom Hogue and Will Zalatoris. Tiger Woods today really struggled at four over par. He is nine shots off the lead. So if you want to talk about the PGA, we can do that as well. If you want to talk about game one last night, are we going to have any good games this year in the conference finals or not? I, th I think we're going to get a good game tonight. I really do with Smart and Horford back. I think we should get a good game in the Miami-Boston series. Uh, I think, I think we should, all right? But the way things have been going this year in the NBA, you know, there have been, I think I read today, there have been 12 games that have been decided by 20 NBA playoffs. That's brutal. Third most, by the way, ever. And we still have basically two rounds to go. But Golden State was good last night. I mean, when Golden State plays that way, they're, they're going to be hard to beat if they play that way. They're going to be hard to beat. But, you know, remember, this is a Dallas team that did not look good in the first two games at Phoenix and then won four out of five games in that series. And Phoenix had won 64 games, not like they were chopped liver. So, you know, keep that in mind as well. All right, I want to hear from you. Hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we can talk about uh, the Warriors-Mavs. We can talk about the Heat and the Celts. Uh, two hockey games uh, coming up tonight uh, in Fort Lauderdale. You have the Panthers playing the Lightning, and the Lightning, was they were able to control uh, game one. And... Florida's crowd, just embarrassingly bad. Terrible. Absolutely horrible. Uh, Tampa, the two-time defending uh, Stanley Cup champion. Then St. Louis is uh, at Colorado in the uh, nightcap. All right? So we got all of that going on. If you want to talk hockey, uh, we can do that. Colorado won uh, game one. Uh, and so they lead that best of seven series uh, one game to love. All right, NBA tonight, as I said, you have got – Miami and Boston, and then they will go to uh, Boston for games three and four. So if you want to chat about that, again, uh, hit me up, and we'll do it right here on Listen Up. Just had a phenomenal hour with Sean Salisbury on No Filter Network, and I will be posting that a little bit later tonight uh, on whatever you get your podcast platform. So really enjoyed that with uh, Sean Salisbury. We covered a lot of topics. Uh, we talked about a lot of different things. And he's great, man. I, I, his knowledge, and he had a lot of things to say about the feud with Saban and Fisher. Uh, we talked a lot about name, image, and likeness, where it's heading, uh, whether we would make changes or not. Uh, we talked about some of our college memories and games that still haunt us uh, in college. So we had a really good show today. I really enjoyed that with uh, Sean Salisbury. And again, uh, a little bit later this evening, uh, I will post that show online. Uh, on your favorite podcast platform, all right? It's all good. The NBA, we talked about the draft too. And I think there are going to be a lot of changes in terms of 
how we see things. But we talked a lot about Chet Holmgren and how we might look back in five years and he might be the best player in the draft. The problem with that is you're going to have to wait because the kid is a toothpick, all right? I mean, he's 195 pounds soaking wet. So you're going to have to wait for a while for him to really make that type of an impact on your team. I can tell you right now, I don't see any way in the world, zero chances that Sacramento would take him at four if he's on the board. Don't see that in any way, shape, or form. I don't see that. I could see a team that is sixth or seventh trading up to get him, okay? But, I, again, I don't think he's going to be on the board at number four. But if he is, the Kings are not taking him. They're not taking him unless they take him to trade him. All right, Ryan, we'll get to you to start us off. How are you today, Ryan? Doing well. What's going on, Napes? What's happening, buddy? Hey, I uh, just wanted to weigh in on the Jimbo, well, a couple issues, but the Jimbo and Nick Saban issue. And yep. let's not talk about, you know, what goes on. I mean, we all know the boosters have been, you know, providing quote unquote funding to many of these players. So when you talk about being honest, the, the honest truth is both of them before name likeness and everything else was acceptable for payment for players has been happening. So don't say that you're being honest, that we don't do that. It, it, it goes on. It's like, doing a it's doing 70 and a 65 on the freeway right. yeah um yep but hey i wanted to see what you think about the rest of the western conference finals last night golden state starters were plus 98 dallas's were minus 111 do you think this is going to be a sweep no i don't think it's going to be a sweep i think dallas will shoot the three ball better um i think dallas will win a couple of games uh, no, I don't think it's going to be a sweep. I, I also look at the way Dallas played in the last series where they were horrible on the road until they won game seven. Uh, so I don't know why Dallas was not more competitive. I know Golden State played really, really well. I get that. I'm not discrediting what they did, but the Mavs played it a, a really poor game. And I don't think they're going to play that poorly uh, tomorrow or in Dallas. I don't, I'm not saying they're going to win game two because I don't think they will. But I could see them going back to Dallas and winning two games. I absolutely could. Just like I saw them win two games against Phoenix at home uh, to tie that series. So, you know, again, what do they say, Ryan? A series doesn't start until the team loses on their home floor. So we'll see. Dallas is going to have to go home if they lose tomorrow and hold serve. Very true, Grant. But do you think Dallas at this point emotionally and physically is worn out after going seven with Phoenix? No. No, I don't think so. I think that, uh, no, this is the NBA playoffs. You play for this all year. Um, there's ample rest uh, in these playoff series. So, no, I, I don't think so. TV timeouts are longer. Timeouts in general are longer. Uh, you don't have back-to-backs. No, I, I don't think they're going to – I don't think they're worn out at all. Absolutely not. Plus, you had Luca, who, you know, didn't even play uh, in the first couple of playoff games, had, what, 10 days off because of the calf. So no, I, I don't, I don't see that being an issue at all. I really don't. And, and, you know, Golden State played six games. It's not like they went through Memphis, you know, like a hot knife through butter. So 
I don't believe that. I think that's not going to be an issue in this series. If Dallas loses this series, or if you think they're going to get swept, or if they're going to lose in five, it's going to be because Golden State's a better team, plain and simple. Well, I do think, and I, I, I hear that, I do think Golden State's a better team. Um, you know, Dallas, everything revolves around Luka. Obviously, you've got the threesome in Golden State between Draymond, Clay, and Steph. I just see them coming out. Um, in terms of the game tonight, if you had to pick, who do you think's taking it? I like Boston tonight. I mean, I like the fact that without Al Horford and without Marcus Smart, they had the lead uh, at the half. So I think that gives them a lot of confidence. Uh, with, with Marcus Smart, I don't see Butler being able to go off the way he did in that third quarter. I don't think Boston will be pushed around tonight like they were in game one. Uh, I could see Boston winning uh, this game two tonight. And if they don't, I think they're going to go home and win games three and four. I think this series is going the distance. I think this is a seven-game series. I really do. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, last question, just because obviously I'm in Sacramento. Do you, How do you think if we could make the play for him, Marcus Smart would affect and or benefit the Kings if we could get him on the roster? Well, he would benefit the Kings because he would automatically be your best defensive player. I mean, he was the defensive player of the year. Uh, he is a guy that brings it every single night. Uh, and again, if you talk about Mike Brown as a defensive coach and you want to play a defensive style, that's a, a pretty good place to start. So I think he would help out any team. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen, but if it did, yes, I think that would be a, a really, you, you, you would want a guy like that on your roster. By the way, speaking of, other things going on in the NBA tomorrow on my podcast, I'm going to have Aaron Torres on. I have him on every year right before uh, the draft and right after the lottery. Uh, he, he's going to break down the top picks in the draft for us tomorrow, uh, including what the Kings may do at number four. So that's going to be coming up tomorrow on my podcast. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Napes. Have a great rest of the show. Be tuning in and uh, have a good one. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, that's uh, going to be interesting because when you look at uh, Van Carroll from Duke and you look at Smith and you look at Holmgren on almost every mock draft, those are the top three players, not necessarily in any order. OK, so then that leaves the Kings at number four. Now, I, I'm going to stay with this personally. I would trade the pick. Uh, I, I don't want another young kid coming in where I got to wait until he makes uh, that type of an impact. Unless, unless I feel that that player at number four is like a Jason Tatum type player. Okay. And that's always the difficult thing to assess. But if it's me, I'm taking that pick and I'm trading it. And I'll probably have to trade it with an existing player. And I'm going to make sure that I know what I'm getting. I'm going to get a player that I already know about. I already know can play in the NBA. Just like when you traded Halliburton and Heald. You already know what you're getting in Sabonis. You're getting a legitimate, no ifs, ands, or buts about it, two-time All-Star. Who's young? Now, I don't know if you're going to get a two-time All-Star. But if you can get a very good player that's a veteran that already knows how to play the game, to me, you're much better off than drafting anyone in this draft. Anyone. Any of the any of the players available. Even if I had the number one pick, I would trade it. 
If I'm the Kings, they cannot wait two or three years for a young player to develop. Just can't. I mean, as good as Halliburton was, yeah, he didn't help you win any more games. You got to call it the way it is. Just, you you know, you need good players on this team. And by good players, I mean not draft picks. I mean a good player that's currently playing in the NBA that when he comes into your gym, you already know what you have. Any of these players in the draft, you have no idea what they're going to be when they step onto an NBA floor. You just don't. Got to be realistic about this. All right, let's get to Jeff. Hey, Jeff, how are you today? Good, Grant. How are you doing? Good, man. What's up? Uh, yeah, I talked about the game last night a little bit, and I had another thing to talk about. But, you know, obviously the Warriors, got they're really good, but they, they got awful lucky. I mean, golly gee, how many uh, three point open three-pointers did Dallas miss? They went, what, eight per 29 or something like that? Yeah, one stretch. I think they were three of 19. Exactly. And then, and there were some open ones. Even one attempt, I think they had three shots at it. I mean, and that's you know, what I mean. Dallas isn't going to shoot that poorly uh, the rest of the series. Right, right. Yeah. So, and then the other factor that they got lucky, Clay doesn't do anything in the first half. I mean, if Clay uh, is on in the first half, they, they, I mean, they really win that going away. I mean, as they did anyways. But, right. I mean, they, to win again, I mean, even to win in Dallas, Clay has to be on, Curry has to be on, Green, and we, I think all four have to be 20 plus, 25, you know, Curry's got to go for 30, Draymond's got to have to do a near triple-double for them to pull off a win in Dallas. Well, they don't have to win in Dallas, and that's the good news, because they have home court. I mean, all they got to do is win their four games at home. I know that right. they don't want to do that, they want to move up, but the reality is they don't have to win in Dallas, and so the question is, in this series, can Dallas win a game in Golden State? If we assume that Dallas is going to go home and win two games, is Dallas's best chance to win a game against the Warriors in San Francisco tomorrow? Right. I mean, that, that's going to be the real key. Because I think as this series goes on, as long as there are no injuries on the Warriors, uh-huh. I think the deeper the series goes, the more difficult it's going to be to win a game in uh, San Francisco. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, if they can keep it to a one-man show with Duca, with uh, Din, uh, Dinwiddle, uh, I mean. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, Dinwiddie doesn't come and have a – he comes off the bench and doesn't go for 20. And Brunson – Brunson plays yep. like crap. If they don't do anything, they're they're just limited to Luca, and you know that's you know I mean as good he, good as he is, 
I don't think a one-man band could win it. Great hearing you from me, Jeff. You have a good rest oh. of the day. Thank you very much. Let's get to some other calls right here on Listen App. And we are going to say hello to Logan next on this uh, Thursday and with a lot going on. Logan, how are you today? Hey, Grant. Hey, Logan. Good, how are you? How are you? Good, buddy. What's up? Good. Hey, um, yeah, so talking about the draft, I 100% agree with you. As much as I'd like, you know, a, a young player to come in again, it's just the Kings are in that situation. So I've seen a few, you know, mock trades, you know, sending that fourth pick, swapping it for the fifth pick to with Detroit and getting Jeremy Grant. I think that would be a solid trade. We still keep a, a top five pick and we can, you know, get a young guy. But also you bring in Jeremy Grant, who's a proven, you know, decent small forward that can, you know, provide defense and offense. I think it, yeah, the question, it the question the is, the question is, would Detroit want to move up one spot? And would it be worth yeah. giving up a player like Jeremy Grant? I, I don't know. Um, yeah. uh, I can't speak for Detroit. I mean, they're obviously in a similar situation as Sacramento. Yeah, that would be the ideal uh, NBA 2K trade, though, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> for the Kings. But, um, but yeah, it's just, you know, I think Monty, you know, he's hit the last few picks. But, you know, what's he going to do, draft on their guard and then trade Davion or trade, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. At what point you, do you draft draft again for for best player available or you know I like the Mur the Keegan Murray kid but Jaden Ivy also looks great but you know does that help the defense though I mean we can get guys friggin' more guys and can score twenty a game but they give up thirty to the opposing player so it's <laughs> great it's point hard. Logan yep hey I appreciate the call thanks very much you yeah. take care thank you All right. All right yep appreciate it he's exactly right. Um, you know the you you this franchise needs to understand. Uh, we just went through this a couple of years ago when they took Marvin Bagley instead of Luca because they had De'Aaron Fox. Okay, enough. You have to understand. You have to when you're a bad team, and let's not kid anybody. The Kings are a bad team. Let's not kid anybody. They're a bad team. When you're a bad team. You need to take best player available in the draft. And if that player at number four is a point guard, you take the point guard. But they, it's it. All right. You know, we don't have to go back. You know, they took Joe Klein instead of Carl Malone because they had Otis Thorpe. Okay. Right. They took Thomas Robinson instead of Damian Lillard because they really liked Isaiah Thomas. All right, or, or whoever the point guard was then. I can't even freaking remember. But the point I'm trying to make is that you got to take best player available. But that's why I would make a trade. All right, I would make a trade and get an existing veteran that I already know is a good player. That's what I would do. Don't know whether the Kings will do that, but that's what I would do. I just don't see this franchise waiting on another kid and that's what we're talking about we're talking about kids here to develop all right i know it's a young man's league i know there are a lot of talented young players in the league i get that i'm watching you know morant play and i'm watching some of the others i get that but are you going to wait two more seasons for that player or three seasons for that player to fully develop and you're going to then be on year going into year 19 of not making the playoffs you want that? 
Uh, I don't think so. I don't see that happening. I really don't. All right, Jeff, we'll get you back on, Jeff. What's going on? Jeff, you there? What's up? Jeff? I will put Jeff back in the audience. Uh, if you want to come on the program, hit your hand icon, uh, and we will do it. And we're going to say hello to uh, Jerry here on Listen Up. Hello, Jerry. Hey, Grant. How are you, sir? Good, Jerry. How are you today? Good, Grant. Thank you for asking. Hey, um, you know, we know it's been a long time since the Kings been to the postseason. And, you know, I mean, I remember in the late 90s, uh, 96, 97, uh, nobody, you know, the Kings sucked uh, bad. Uh, and it's just, you know what, we did not expect what happened in 98, 99, uh, their short strike season, Kings 27 and 23, facing Utah in the playoffs. Nobody expected that. And all of a sudden, uh, you get like players like Christie and, and uh, White Chocolate and uh, Weber and, you know what, just uh, D-Box, just the pieces at the right time, Grant. There was... Uh, I think Weber was an all-star. Um, I'm not quite sure about that, Grant, but uh, uh, it's just the pieces, man, that come in that we can make something work. I mean, uh, I would trade. I would trade De'Aaron Fox. Yes, I would. Uh, even if we can could not get a bona fide player, Grant, get a couple draft picks. Build, man, build. Well, you know, I don't think the Kings are going to go in that direction. Um, I, I think the edict from the owner is win now. And if not, you're going to be unemployed. All right. That's what I think the edict is to Monty McNair. Whereas if you're not, if you're not in the playoffs next year, we will have a new general manager. That's my opinion. That's what I think is going to happen. And Grant, then why the hell does he even have a general manager if it's not going to let this man do his job? I, I, again, I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I can't speak for Vivek Ranadive. I'm just telling you what I think would happen if the Kings don't make the playoffs okay. next year. I think that they will have a new front office. I really believe that. Grant, when you were doing the uh, Kings uh, Kings games, did you expect things to turn around that fast for that franchise after the 96, 97 no. season? No. That was one of the most amazing turnarounds ever in the NBA. Absolutely did not. No. Uh, it all came together. Vladi Divac was the glue of that team. And the it, uh, Jason Williams was a marvel. Peja had come over from Europe. Webb right. had been in that trade. And it just all clicked. And you brought in Rick Adelman. And he was able to put it all together. And no, I absolutely did not expect that. Did not expect the, that at all. The darlings of the NBA. The greatest yep. show on, on court. Uh, yep. Like that. Yeah, that's all great. Right. That's exactly right. Thank right, you, buddy. You okay, bye-bye. Yep. That's exactly right. It's exactly what happened. Sports Illustrated put them on the cover. And that's right, the greatest show on court. Uh, you know, the, 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 something, something with the caption, the, the way it ought to, the game, the way it ought to be played. Think about that. That was an amazing turnaround. But that doesn't happen very often. Now, it happened with the Warriors when they made the Monte Ellis trade, but it didn't happen instantaneously. But the Monte Ellis trade set up the path that the Golden State Warriors, well, you could make the argument that they're still on. So, you know, you got to make bold moves. You got to roll the dice. But I'm, if I'm running the Kings, and here's the other deal, Monte McNair knows as well. Monte McNair knows his job's on the line. Trust me, he knows. So he, you think Monty McNair then 
wants to take another rookie knowing that he's got to be a, a top eight team next year? I don't think so. If I'm Monty McNair, I'm getting a player that I already know is good. I don't need, you know, if I'm Monty McNair, why do I want to draft a player that's going to be good when I'm not working there anymore? Seriously. Well, that, that's the reality. You know, you got to be realistic about this. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls right here on Listen Up with Jay. Hey, Jay, how are you today? Hey, Grant. Hey, great show today with Sean. That was awesome. Oh, thank you. Hey, I, I totally agree with uh, with your analysis with the draft. You know, if the if the Kings are only two or three years out of a, having been two or three years out of not being in the playoffs, you might be able to say, okay, you know, depending on who's there at four, we'll we'll roll with it. But um, we we don't have any more time to wait, so it doesn't really matter who's there at four. I 100% agree that if we can package that trade uh, that that pick with a, a current player or just the pick and have a uh, starter or a, a key player come come to the team. That's what we have to do. Otherwise, we're going to lose Sabonis, and, it's gonna, and, and the cycle is going to start over again. The general manager is going to get switched out, and the coach is going to get switched out. So it, it's almost a no-brainer path that, that the Kings have to go on. But that said, this next month, you know, uh, we're, all, we're all amateur general managers, and uh, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun discussion. I look forward to hearing uh, the conversation with Aaron tomorrow. Yeah, Aaron's really good at this stuff. Uh, he's got a really good read on these players. So I think you got to enjoy that. That's coming up on the podcast tomorrow. But yeah, I just think you're right. If it had been two or three years where you're in the playoffs, then yes. But not when you're missed 16 and the general manager is entering the third year of his contract and you have a very impatient and an owner that uh, doesn't, well, whatever. I've said enough on Vivek. So, but right. when you have an owner, a very impatient, I can tell you he's pretty much given money an edict uh, that this is it. You know, you got to get this team in the top eight this year. So you're probably not going to be a top eight team with a draft pick this year. I just don't see it happening. I just don't. hundred percent. And, you know, as, as we look back in past drafts where it's been blatantly obvious that, that there's a, a, a franchise player that's out there, that, that, that person has been pretty obvious. There's been other franchise players that weren't quite as obvious that they came out, they came around in two or three years. Uh, but that player, there may be a franchise player there, but it's not obvious. And it, and it will probably be a two to three to four year developmental plan. And yeah, the, King, the Kings don't have time to wait for that. And they may, they may get thrown under the bus a few years from now when, they, when we've passed on that player and if the trade doesn't pan out. But they, they pretty much have to go all in in my book. I'm right with you 100%, Jay. Spot on. Absolutely, you were spot on. All right, man. Look forward to Aaron tomorrow. Have a good day. Yep. Take care. Yep. Have a good evening. Thank you very much. All right. Good stuff there from Jay. Uh, again, hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will talk to you again. Game two tonight with the Heat and the Celtics. You've got the PGA that is still going on. You've got the Warriors and the Mavs tomorrow. You got some hockey and you got the feud between Saban and Fisher. A lot of stuff. All right. Let's move on to uh, Jeff. Jeff, what's going on? Sorry about that, Grant. Earlier, I, I messed no problem. Screwed up with the button for the first time, I think. Anyways, hey, so we're talking about the trades and stuff, and I wanted to pick your brain because I've been looking at the rosters, you know, over the NBA and see, but I can't tell what contract position people are in or who do you, I think would be available. You know, I, you know, 
I think of like a Randall from the Knicks, but isn't he the same as a Sabonis or an Ingram? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, yeah, I don't see Randall and Sabonis working together. I really don't. Uh, and uh, how about In- Ingram from the Pelicans? No, they're not going to, they, they love Brandon Ingram. They're not going to yeah. trade Brandon Ingram. Right. Well, well, so in your opinion, then, what position would you trade for? You need wing players. Uh, so I would trade for a wing player uh, for sure with that pick. Uh, you need shooters. You need a good wing player. I just think you got to get some wing players uh, that can so shoot. What's an example of a good wing player? Tell me. Uh, well, there are a lot of them. I mean, really good small forwards and, you know, shooting guards that can play both positions. Um, they're, you know, generally Kuzma. all the good teams. Beg your pardon? Kuzma? Yeah, he would be a guy. I don't know if I would give up the fourth overall pick for him, no, but I, no. You know, but I would, yes, he'd be a guy that would really help your team for sure. Um, You know, and you also have to look at teams that, like, people are talking about Damian Lillard. You're like, the Knicks are going to try to make a run, you know, I think at Damian Lillard. And the question is, is Portland ready, after they traded C.J. McCollum to the Pelicans, who really helped them out, by the way, are they willing to just hit the reset button and start building for the future? Would they make a move with Sacramento if you – throw out your fourth pick and a really good player. When I mean a really good player, like, a, well, Fox is a good player. Yeah, Barnes is a good right. player. I, you know, right. I, I don't know the answer to that question, but I mean, if you're Monty McNair, you're going to call up every general manager and see what's right. out there. I mean, obviously, yeah. and I think the Kings will get some calls as well. I really do. Right. One last thing. Uh, we were talking earlier about how Luca, I don't know if Luca could do a one man, but uh, I started thinking about it and Leonard pretty much Lee did it when he was in Toronto, taking them all away. But I mean, he had a little better, I think, support group with Sikkim and uh, with uh, Lowry. Yeah, Pascal Siakam and Kyle Lowry was great in the playoffs that year. I mean, Kyle Lowry was dynamite. Had a halfway, but I don't think Dallas is as good. But would you think uh, the Warriors could have a better dynasty if uh, uh, Durant and Thompson, I mean, Durant goes down and, uh, you know, but then Thompson went down, too. They might have still beat him if Thompson does it. What right. Hurt his team. And they would have had another championship if Draymond Green hadn't, uh, you know, been suspended for game five when the uh, Warriors were up three games to one. Uh, they would have never lost that series. So that's another championship they should have had. Well, they would have been like the team of the, two, you know, the 2000, yeah. the 2000s. I mean, that would have been how... Six, five championships then? Yeah, I mean, they, they still might be. You know, they, when it's all said and done, they might be. But, um, you know, I don't know how you define a dynasty because we all define it differently. But to me, the Warriors are a dynasty. I, I've always felt that. I mean, I think well, the, the era... Yankees, the Yankees were a dynasty. Well, yeah, the, I'm talking about the modern-day dynasty. Yeah. Yes, the yeah, yeah. You, you, no question about that. The modern-day dynasty. We talk about the Lakers. We talk about the Celtics. But in this era, in this era... You know, the Spurs, to me, were a dynasty. I mean, they won right. five championships. Right. I think right. the Warriors are going to be right up there. Well, yeah, that's a, that's a, I mean, I mean, that's kind of history. We don't really talk about it until 10 years down the road. You got to look back who was the dynasty, and it's hard to evaluate in the, in the same time, you know, as it's happening, I guess. So, well, I look forward to the game tonight. Hopefully, it's a dang close one. I, I was playing FanDuel last night. And I was on the verge of just kicking total butt. And Curry doesn't play. I had Curry and Doncic, and they don't play in the fourth quarter, Harley. I would have, I still 
won 125 but but i mean i would have won huge if they were that's why they call it gambling yeah (laughs) you're right (laughs) that's that's why they call it gambling yeah all right man take it easy all right it's just the truth you know there's a reason why they call it gambling all right if you want to get on before we uh, wrap up the show today uh do so tomorrow i will be on at three o'clock and we will talk more about the nba playoffs again the pga championship roy mcelroy at five under zalatoris at four under hoagie at four under uh kuchar and answer uh at three under par and there are still a lot of players on the course including john rahm and the uh, Masters winner, Scotty Scheffler, who is currently at even on the day. Scheffler's even uh, at five back. I believe they are on 15. So they still have some work to do. Uh, we'll see if uh, Scotty Scheffler can get in there some red numbers in day one of the uh, PGA Championship. Again, Aaron Torres tomorrow. We're going to talk about uh, the NBA draft. We'll talk about the players that uh, might be available when the Kings take number four, we'll talk about the top five picks. Uh, don't forget tomorrow, my podcast, uh, more on the NBA draft with Aaron Torres. You got two hockey games tonight with Florida and Tampa, St. Louis and Colorado. So uh, if you want to talk uh, puck, we can do that or anything else uh, tomorrow as we get you ready uh, for the weekend. Again, the latest, a 65 today by Rory McElroy, And he has got a one-stroke lead. Tiger really struggled today. Uh, particularly uh, on the last nine. And he's in the clubhouse at four over par, uh, nine shots off the lead. So he's in jeopardy of missing a cut. Uh, He's probably going to have to go out tomorrow uh, and shoot uh, about a 68, I would think, to uh, make the cut. I would think. Probably going to have to shoot, you know, a two under tomorrow uh, to be around for the weekend. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, at the PGA Championship in Tulsa, Oklahoma. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it as always. We're going to put the show that I did with Sean Salisbury up available for you a little bit later this evening. So I I think you're going to really enjoy that conversation I had with Sean earlier. So that will be up on uh, the podcast platform uh, a little bit later. You can also check it out if you don't like that.com, my website. Uh, If you go to my website, it will direct you to everything you need, whether it's uh, my Instagram, my Facebook, Twitter, everything else right there, my YouTube channel. Uh, if you don't like that, uh, dot com. All right.
Let's get to some more phone calls, and we are going to say hello to Al on this Thursday. Hey, Al. Al, are you there? Al going once. Al going twice. Al is back in the audience. We go through this with Al every now and then. You know, Al has something on his device that he must hit a little button, and then he can't talk to me. Happens about, about once every two weeks. Where I know Al's frustrated as all heck right now because he wants to get on the program, but he did something to his damn phone and he can't figure it out. There you go. It happens. Technology. Technology. It's what you deal with. Sometimes you can just hit something inadvertently, you don't even realize it. And the next time you think that you're on the air with Grant Napier or whatever the case may be complete silence because you messed up something on your phone and you can't figure it out. So I will talk to you tomorrow. All right. Don't worry about it. You'll figure it out. That's your homework assignment for tonight. Figure out what you did wrong on your phone so that when I come on tomorrow, I can talk to Al and get you ready for the weekend. That's your homework assignment for tonight. I don't normally give out homework assignments, but I just gave a homework assignment out for Al. Give him something to do on this Thursday. You know, give him a little little homework. It's all good. All right. <laughs> I, I appreciate it, everybody. Thank you very much. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Until then, Grant Napier saying so long, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.